Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome everyone. Hold on here, I'm gonna... I'm noticing... I think I'm popping. I'm gonna turn my gain down. Gain down, volume up. Okay. Vicky got this really nice microphone called a blue something. Are you kidding me? For... Is it a blue Yeti? Yay. Sam, is this called a Yeti? I think so, yeah. Yeah. You are kidding. I just ordered one. It's arriving tomorrow. Really? Okay, that's what I... Yeah. It'll take you some time to get used to it. But, like, I don't have a pop filter. But, um... Oh, I've got a kit that has a pop filter. Um... I don't know. When she bought it for me for Christmas, I kind of made fun of her because I'm like, why do I, I'll ju- I just use the kid's microphone. Actually, Sam's got one and I've been stealing his, mm-hmm. but now I don't have to steal his and I can keep it right here where I need it and nobody else can take it. So I guess, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess she did pretty good with this. Anyway, we were going to talk about, uh, preppers because we were, kind of talking over the weekend and some funny things came up and i thought you know we should we should talk about some of this stuff um yeah and i i'm hoping to kind of divide it into sections because there's people prep for different reasons and Mm -hmm. there's kind of that that political sect who think that the the government's going to stop working and then it's just going to be chaos for everyone. And then right. there's like, there's kind of a weird set of people who really sincerely believe in a zombie apocalypse. And Seriously. Okay. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I, I guess they have some theory about zombie viruses or something. Yeah. I don't And maybe they would say, well, any virus apocalypse as if we've never had worldwide uh, virus plague or something killed yeah bunches of people but spanish flu <laughs> um covid no uh and then there's <laughs> there's a group who make this a religious thing and i think those people are the i think they're the strangest out of all of them but um i guess i don't know i guess we'll start with the political stuff because i okay. can kind of see some of that stuff but um yeah a lo- some of that is is also techno political, and f- in fact, what do you mean? You know, well, it's not just uh, well, well. There's like two sides of political. There's there's the governments are going to fail and the world will be in chaos, and yeah. then there's governments are going to become so completely you know using modern technology so completely, um, yeah. I guess micromanaging of the lives of their citizens that it'll become unbearable and in order to escape it people will go into a chaotic sort of a guerrilla way of living. Right. Uh um, like well which, But you know, if we had been doing this podcast what, twenty twenty two years ago, we yeah. would be talking about the Y two Kers, which right. is, you know, obviously that's come and gone. Yeah. And nothing happened. Um and if we had done it 10 years before that, we'd probably, well, we're going to end up talking about that anyway, because it's still a thing. We'd be talking about yeah, the three days of that. darkness. Um, right. 
but the 1998 thing you're thinking about i don't know i just know that we were all expecting it and and as to the point where even i was getting kind of worried about certain things and then i started really Mm -hmm. thinking about the things that people were warning about and the predictions that people were making i thought wait a minute this is just silly i don't yeah this is dumb i just i i remember one one thing that i read back then being like the year 1998 was going to be the year because that's, that's 666 they... okay. times three. I see. So obviously it didn't work. It didn't happen. Yeah. And then they had these weird ones like, well, it was a blue moon on this day and on this day, which were big upheavals in the church. And this is the next blue moon in March with a five month, with a five week, uh, month. So, Weird things like that, and they had come okay, up with different like days. That. Yeah, and it they, was like uh, I don't. I was okay. trying to come up with patterns. You know, you know what? A lot of that, you know, that sequence that you just described, I tried to figure out. I, I spent probably you know four to eight wasted hours of my life, not all in one sitting, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what this whole QAnon thing was, and. It's it's a lot like that. Really, I, weird patterns. Yeah, I didn't like, know. So and so said so and so. Wait a minute. They gave this number here and this number here. If you line those up, they form a Fibonacci sequence that ends on this number, which is a date coming up that we expect this big. Th- I mean, it's it's like that. I don't I don't understand though. I thought I thought QAnon was a group kind of created by the left to make it look like there's a weird right-wing terrorist group conspiracy theory and called them QAnon. for some reason it was like i thought it was might something been, made up i didn't think it, it was might really have been something made up but what what oh no yeah there's there's people who take it very seriously but all what what it started with is these um sort of un uncensored um you know social media things not not like facebook or or twitter I guess there are a couple of, you know, uncensored yeah. ones. And there were some, you know, messages coming out from an anonymous source that were just cryptic. And the people who were in the know, which, you know, I'd use scare quote quotes when yeah. I say that, were able to uh, figure out that these cryptic messages from this anonymous poster was really some, you know, top high-level government insider thus Q, uh, who was anonymously posting this stuff in order to reveal plans for stuff that was going down. And, and then people would take that and spin it into all kinds okay. of crazy stuff. That's, that's what the whole QAnon phenomenon was. Now, whether, the, whether at the root it was something that was being spun and fed by liberals or just people who were like so eager to believe that there was some, you know, single, uh, like, it's almost like they, it's almost like they were substituting this for God. It's like they, they had this insane, I won't call it insane. They had this natural desire to feel like there was somebody on top from on high taking care of things. And he had a plan and things were going according to plan. And we just had to trust it and wait. It was that kind of a thing. Well, of course, that's how Christians see God, um, but yeah. we don't, you know, we don't tie ourselves to an earthly um, 
He he doesn't and, and a, communicate you know, to us cryptically. It's we we yeah he doesn't communicate. I mean, some of the things Jesus said are cryptic, but uh, it's not like he's embedding like special clues that if we have the right, right kind of knowledge, we're going to be able to suddenly unlock all the secrets of his plans or anything like that. Yeah. But, you, you know. It's there for us all to see, and and it's really what holds us back is our uh, mostly it's sin that holds us back. I mean, I, I, we have we only have so much ability to to think this stuff. We can only hold so much wisdom, and each one of us are able to do more than others. But um, what keeps us from hey, fully understanding the gospel? We've been we've been talking for almost ten minutes. Have we actually started the podcast? I thought we or did. Had. I, did I just forget that? Did I? We <laughs> you know said what? we were going we'll to talk it at about the end, preppers. and you can put it at the beginning. No. Yeah. We, we said we you, were going to talk about preppers. You started saying that, and then I know. And we said, we decided, "Hey, folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things." And then, right. uh, well, I I started the case, about the microphone. Forgive me. Okay. Okay. All right. So, good. Yeah, we have started, but we should get off this subject. Well, we want to talk about our preppers. I don't know. I was kind of thinking at. Let's These talk are the people about people who are building compounds and stuff, right? Yeah, or, or even in just preparation. For, they're turning their homes into compounds. Yeah, and someone's stashing just toilet paper and aspirin, all kinds of things. Um, I knew Guns, a guy. You would go in his paper. basement, and there was this wall of twenty-two ammo. He just 22? kept, yeah, he just kept buying twenty-two ammo. Remember back when it was kind of scarce? You couldn't get twenty-two yeah. ammo. Which is kind of weird. Unless you bought cheap Russian stuff that that misfired about a third of the time. (laughs) That was a long time ago. Now, I. Yeah. Back when they were selling AK 47s dirt cheap, uh, I Mm -hmm. had bought from. You bought a couple of SKSs, didn't you? Or at least one. Yeah. Well, I bought an SKS and then I bought some ammo from this magazine. And then I Mm -hmm. also saw that you could buy like a few bricks of 22 ammo. For real, real cheap. So I bought some, and it was weird. Aside from it, like you could practically see the bullet leave the barrel. Um, but aside oh, from like that, was... <laughs> the shells were not brass. I I guess they were steel, and huh. they would stick in the gun. I see. Okay. So the only thing that I could really use to shoot it was a revolver because you can push that thing and push all the shells out. Because they would not eject to. from a rifle or from a handgun. Right. And so you'd shoot around, like a revolver with twenty twos. you might, it might be a nine shooter instead of a six yeah. shooter. But you'd shoot around and there might be three that didn't even fire. <laughs> no, they were, they all fired. I think they all fired. I thought we had some that misfired. They would go those. pop and then... Oh, okay. They just like, weren't all real strong. Yeah. They were, like the... Like the bullet landed in front of me instead of <laughs> <laughs> either a low power powder load or uh, maybe like the bullet was loose in, yeah. in the, the casing or something. And so it didn't. I think really the Russians fully... figured that's how they would take us. They would sell us a bunch of cheap. They would ammo. sell us cheap ammo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, I okay. mean, people so, are collecting yeah, people stockpiling. Mm-hmm. ammunition stuff, peanut butter. And, and i just you know okay jason was in the military like 20 years ago and mm-hmm. all, he was only in the guard 
But he's telling me yeah, about... Yeah, but he got called up and deployed to Afghanistan, he did, remember? He did get deployed. But before he was deployed. Yeah. He was just in the guard, and he's telling me about the weapons that they have, that they're letting him mm-hmm. see. And I'm oh, a, mm-hmm. it was blowing my mind. I'm thinking, if, if we ever have to go against this army, forget it. There's no... If they really wanted to be at war with you, I can't see how you could win. The the kinds That's, of weapons he was describing. Yeah, but here's the thing to keep in mind. In the United States of America, generally that's true, but uh, I think unlike a lot of other countries, in the United States of America, um, the manufacture of weapons is done by contract to private companies. Yeah. So the government doesn't own the manufacturers of weapons like, for example, in that Russia, you don't think, correct. Yeah. you know, so if it ever got to a point where it was so bad that the citizens of some um, critical mass mm-hmm. decided that, OK, it's time to overthrow. Well, first of all, if it ever came to that, you know, probably a third of the army would would be on the side of citizens anyway. But secondly, um, a lot of these manufacturing concerns that know the secrets of weapons. It's like, okay, now all bets are off. Yeah, we had to maintain secrets as long as it was national security, but now our government's become a tyranny. We're going to go ahead and, and, and use these secrets in order to protect ourselves. Uh, and you so could that think that way. It has but... the possibility of happening in America in a way that it doesn't, for example, have even a possibility in, say, China or no, Russia. I disagree. I mean, if if it came to that, the... These giant companies would be the ones who are causing the problem, and we're seeing that right yeah, now. Yeah, because they could then, because then they could sell the weapons. They they would be able to make. Well, the money. aside from that, yeah, you know, but, the, yeah, but we, I we mean, Facebook them. and Amazon and all the all the big companies, they're the one. They're the yeah, problem. I know, but but there's two aspects to that. First of all, these these there's these companies are. They're out. They they don't want the loss of this globalist market that supplies them with you know a worldwide revenue right. stream, and the people that are in the Googles, the Amazons, the these tech companies, these are children. These are people who did yeah. not grow these companies through the wisdom of business acumen and hard work and so on and so forth. They were in the right place at the right time. And they're largely children who have not learned the wisdom of normal civil discourse and so on and so forth. And so they have their ideals, their idealisms. And because they're children, they simply use all the tools they have to make the world they think as it ought to be. It's okay. kind of like, you know, take take a five-year-old and say, hey... You get to decide how the world's going to be. You get to make a world a great place. We're going to make you king. And what's a five-year-old going to do? Well, yeah, I, that's I the know. kind of phenomenon you have with these with these big tech companies. Yeah, with the big tech companies, maybe, but Coca-Cola isn't like that. Delta's no, not that's like true. that. No, they're 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 more interested in the worldwide revenue stream. Yeah, I don't know. I guess my point is but, that if. If right now the American people, not even the American people, the people, let's let's just say like the Trump crowd. If mm-hmm. we were going to fight the government, we would lose. Yeah. And people who build up 
these giant stashes of ammunition, I don't understand what like, they think they're going to be able the, to do ever. Right. Well, and and that's where we get to the first kind of prep that they're you know prepping mm-hmm. for the fall of governments. So the, okay. the concern there is not. I might have to protect myself against the government. The, the concern is my government might go away completely, and then I have to protect myself from everybody else out there. Okay. Well, now I guess if there's a armed group of other citizens who seem to think that they should be able to get at you uh, within this compound that you've built, I guess that's somewhat conceivable. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of like uh, people envision, uh, like the United States turning into, say, you know, Somalia back in the '90s or something like that. Okay. You 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 have rival warlords, and you you want to make sure that your warlord is going to be able to protect you from the others, because it's all going to be territorial and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Which I you know, well. it, if the world's going to go that way, I mean. I don't, you know, let let me let me just sort of be picked off on a street corner for for preaching the gospel or something rather than yeah. having to live through that. Yeah, it just doesn't you know? seem like a good Catholic response to build up weapons. Um, if, in re, yeah, in, if everything's gone haywire and I, okay, you're turning your house into some kind of compound, which means you expect people to be attacking you. If you're surrounded by the kind of people who would attack you, it makes sense to me that the best bet would be to get out of there. Yeah, go rather than else just sit there and shoot. To be with friends, if you need that make much friends ammunition, with the people around you. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Make friends. Learn, learn useful tools. Go read Foxfire yeah. books and stuff. If you have to fire that many rounds of ammunition, then you. You're in the wrong spot. You should get out of there. And if you're thinking, if that's the case, then you can only carry so much and you can't carry that many rounds of ammunition to another spot to build up, whatever. But it, it seems like, it seems just kind of, uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, you know, I, I get, but you know, there is, and this is, I don't know to call it the unfortunate thing. There is a sort of Christian mix with that, with yeah. even many who are in that sense of preppers. Right. And I think that many of these people, okay, we're going to go ahead and take the weapons. Look at ancient Israel. Um, they had weapons. They had spears and swords and, mm-hmm. and I don't know, they had bows and, and stuff, bows and arrows. Um, and they um, fought battles and fought wars. And what they had to do was follow the law of God and then God protected them and they would take, you know, a hundred men and go up against, uh, you know, 7,000 men and and win Um, because God fought for them and God would throw the enemy into disarray and various things like that. Um, And I wonder if some of these preppers, if that's kind of their concept, well, we're going to be the chosen people again. Right. In which and it'll case, be our job to reconquer the world on behalf of Christ or something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the the you know the yeah. The, why need a stockpile? That you know, just, um, just maybe turn God. to reusable reusable weapons like spears and stuff, or, yeah. or you know, bows and arrows and whatnot. I, you know, I just I can't imagine being in some kind of 
combat situation where you need that much ammunition and you still thinking that you're going to survive it somehow. It's, yeah. Yeah. If, if it's, if it's takes that much ammunition, chances are then, you've already lost. Yeah. Cause if either you're really bad shot, but you know, that's even in the case of like, uh, that happened in where Seattle, that Chad or whatever. Oh uh, yeah. I Chaz, mean, Chad, what was that called? The, Ch- I can't remember now. Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, Chad. Yeah. So even if you're in a situation like that where you got, na- I mean, um, let's say it lasted even two months. Look, if you're firing that many bullets um, and hitting people or even coming close to people, there's going to be some kind of buildup of bodies around you. I don't think people are going to keep bugging you. You, There's oh, no right. way you would need that many bullets. There's, there, you got the, you could do like the old, uh, movies and stuff where, where you, you warn, just warn everybody away by, by putting heads on, on stakes in the ground yeah. or something like that. Well, yeah, that's, that's okay. So that's, but that's one aspect of the prepping. I could, but you know, they, they stockpile guns and ammo because they, they can see, okay, that might be useful. So let's get a lot of it. Okay. And then there's food. They stockpile, you know, yeah. uh, Various kinds of of maybe the the non perishable foods, um, certain other things like medications and stuff like that, hygiene products and so forth. Um, so I think you know aside from the aside from the analysis of the specific scenarios that they might be you know that might play out for the use of weapons and so on and so forth. What about just you know the 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 concept behind it's all going to fall apart. And therefore what I'm going to do is protect myself by collecting what a lifetime supply of everything that I might need. Yeah. What are you going to do? Live off is the very concept. Yeah. That's the point. It seems to me the very concept of that is already broken because the, it, it, it's just simply part of the world and part of the way life works that you don't have a lifetime supply of something. And then you keep going to it. You have to learn to get what you need by using the things that are around you. Yeah. So at at most or at best, you you collect enough to I don't know a season. Let's say that. I don't know, maybe get you through. Yeah. You you collect enough toilet paper to get you used to using leaves or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you can't just keep going to that forever. Event. It, well, if, if it goes the way people worry about it going eventually people are going to find out you have it then you start yeah, using all true. these You'll guns people hear the guns hey hey that guy's got guns over there let's go take them i don't know you could you could play that out a thousand different ways but here's kind of how i think about it because um but you know what you got two different kinds of people you got people who have a savings account and you have people who have a checking account, and that's all they have. Oh, and the money goes oh, in, right, but it, right. it's only there until it's spent. You've got a people with a savings, and you've got people who live paycheck who just, to paycheck. Yeah, and it, um, I'm a paycheck to paycheck guy, so obviously I'm not going to start planning for everything to go to. I mean, I could use that money for something else, but <laughs> right to to try to store up for myself when I don't even. I haven't even stored up enough for retirement, but I guess if you've, if you're the kind of guy who has your retirement, has everything planned out for you, 
you're comfortable. Well, now what do I do? You know, I've still got an income. I could get a better retirement or I could start saving up for something that might or might not happen. If it doesn't well, happen, that's... it seems like kind yeah. of a waste. I, well, that's what I was going to say that, that are, you know, these people who are doing this, I, I know that, that the Bible and, and Jesus specifically tells us to be careful about planning too much for the future, putting too much stock yeah. in accumulating wealth. You know, yeah, he's, we need to trust specifically that says to you, you don't and that kind build of stuff. barns to hold all your belongings. Your belongings are fleeting and right. But at the same time, you you take proper care to uh, do what you can to see that you're going to be able to uh, take care of yourself. Um, so that might involve having a retirement plan. But yeah. if what you're doing is taking all of your money and instead of putting it into some kind of a retirement, you're saying, well, the system's going to crash anyway. So rather than doing that, I'm going to buy aspirin and toilet paper. Well, then what if the system doesn't crash? <laughs> Where are you going yeah. to be? You're going to, you're going to sell back your toilet paper to someone in order to be able to, to live. I, you know, there, I, I think that there may be a, a, um, a failure of prudence. Yeah. There in, were people, in some in of the, these things, um, in the fifties and sixties doing the same thing because they thought we were going to have some kind of nuclear holocaust. Oh yeah. It'd build, build bunkers you underground know? and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was watching Taxi. Stock it with enough to live down there for two years. Um, a couple weeks ago. And, and it was the one where Louie had this stash room in the back of the shop where he had planned out like, I don't know, X number of months with all the food and everything. And he was planning. He was just prepping. And mm-hmm. it's like this. this is a really old idea. And I guess it makes as much sense now as it did back then. Yeah, because another part of all of this is the there's kind of the assumption that that there's going to be some isolation and we're not really called to isolate ourselves. There are hermits, but generally the idea of prepping is to get enough for yourself and your friends and family and then keep everyone out. That's Mm -hmm. usually how it's built. You have a fortress to keep other people out. You have weapons to protect what you have. And then you've got a few choice people who you allow into your compound. Not really the Christian way of doing things. Yeah. Yeah. That's. And then when here's, here's the problem is that a lot of them have tied Christianity into this. And I hate to say this. A lot of traditional Catholics are. Yeah, the ones that we would call traditionalists. They, um, they've they kind of turned it into a religious act. Yeah. The act of yeah. preparing I mean, for names, but devastation some of, of some sort. Um, mm-hmm. And I was one of those types of people are uh, is trying to give, convince our mother, well, you need to have this in place. You need a place to go when everything goes to pots. And... Um, she was telling me this and I said, well, I mean, your friend is worried about you. Why don't you just go there? And Mm -hmm. she said, well, this friend is kind of already set up with, uh, their family and they won't let anyone outside the family in. And I thought that was so odd. Weird. 
because that's, yeah um that just i mean eventually what you get then are a bunch of brothers and sisters having more babies cuz they can't meet anyone else and then you get weird mutations <laughs> and bred <laughs> you've got like bred clans yeah you've got like the hills have eyes situation where mm-hmm. I, it's a dumb way to plan yeah i would i would think that the best if you're going to plan for something like that then the best thing to do would be to plan to have as many people come in to be on your side as possible and yeah. to work and to organize the work so that everybody can benefit mm-hmm. that would be if i were going to plan that's how i would plan i don't have money yeah. so i can't plan anything but well i can start i i mean we've always been to, into kind of you know how do you do this without any technology involved how do you farm how do you raise animals <laughs> you know, i know like that. exactly we've, we've kind of naturally uh been interested in that stuff well you know there's that and 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 getting with people who have that kind of knowledge and developing that kind of knowledge. There's also kind of um, what our dad has always done, which is just being doggone friendly and somehow always having lots of friends. Right. Um, <laughs> and who regard him well. Um, and, and being a person who's known to pretty much give anything to anyone. Um, yeah. Uh, Jim Jim Condit had a joke about him is that you would you would go to him and say, do you have a pipe that came from a house built in 1920 and torn down in 1960? And he would say, let me let me look for a second. I think I might just have something like that. You know, he'd go out in the barn and open a couple of, of his cabinet drawers yeah, and then, in the back room behind his... Uh, Behind the the uh, automated hacksaw that he made, right? In one of them, there would be. <laughs> hey, this pipe just happens to be from a house. I, I bought this at an auction right after that house was torn down. It was built nineteen twenty. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, if he had it, and somebody asked for it, he would just give it to him. He would. He would. Um, yeah. Okay. And here you go. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing is have the most specific esoteric stuff and have it's not like he had an attachment to it. He would just right. have it to have it and give stuff to people. He he seems to have an attachment to this weird stuff because he just collects he's it. He's got a lot of it. But yeah. he loves to give it away. He never begrudges it to anyone. If I mean how many times is I mean uh Rick Schmidt would come over all the time. And Dad was, hey, look, let me show you what I got. And his standard line was, Dad, I just bu- I bought one just like it last week. Because <laughs> he didn't want it. Yeah. Dad's trying to give it away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look at all my junk. How can you guys call this junk? Yeah. This is exactly. my treasure. <laughs> However, that's... Yeah, that's but that's that's I guess more of the uh, if you're gonna prep, just do that, <laughs> collect yeah. junk, be a nice guy who let, makes his junk available to anybody, and uh, and know how to do things. If if there were some kind of uh, disaster and each family kind of felt as though they were on their own, 
any family who need like, hey, we need to get this generator working and we need a gear that looks like this. Uh, mm-hmm. They would think of people like dad and they would show up and say, hey, we need help doing this. And he would just go help him yeah. because that's yeah. who he is. That that would be a great way to prep. But but storing up huge amounts of food and ammunition and guns and then um, letting everybody know, don't come to our spot because yeah. we'll shoot you. Don't come around here. We'll shoot you. Right. Um, what that... <laughs> Okay, you guys have fun it out seems there. Seems exactly the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, it's if the world goes that way, my uh, my thoughts would be let's make it better. Let's, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's okay. That's what we're supposed it fell to do. Apart. Let's rebuild it. God let's gave us it. knowledge, and yeah, exactly. That you know. Okay, there there may be some danger. Just like, sure, you know, there's there's danger in modern neighborhoods. You've got crime areas, you've got gangs, that kind of stuff. There's danger in the world. Okay, there would be danger in that world too. Yeah, but you do it. You know, you start rebuilding it. And the more people that are there to help you, the less dangerous it becomes. Yeah, yeah, the, exactly. You know, it's it's kind of a no brainer to me. Um, but uh, let's kind of step into that and this is specifically a, a um a catholic thing is the the whole three okay. days of darkness the the three days that is a weird one and here's the thing that actually has some b- biblical roots i'm getting some coffee okay go ahead you know what okay all right uh, l- let me let me look up i'm gonna google let's see if google yeah, there there are some um i'm gonna look biblical roots of three days prophecies i i think it's a combination of biblical three days of dark oh you know there's a wikipedia entry for three days of darkness yeah i've i've read it um i don't know i think part of the biblical root is that is that there there may be some references to three days uh but it's it's like it's like it's the three days of christ in the tomb yeah here's the thing um it started, I mean, when we first started hearing about it, it was like, okay, God's going to plunge the world into darkness and do, the way I understood it is kind of a cleansing, you know? Yeah. He's going to, he's going to get rid of the bad people, I guess. I don't know. But people started giving us these rules like, okay, if it happens, you only blessed candles will work. That's the only light you'll be able to see. Is from a blessed kid. Yeah, for example. Yeah. And then there were weird ones like if you're outside, you won't make it because there will be demons roaming about trying to... I don't know if they're trying to kill people or just trying to... uh, Gain entry to houses? Yeah. And that was another thing. If if you're inside... Normally I wouldn't talk about this, but I know some kind of smart people who are traditional and have a good head on their shoulders, who believe some of this stuff. And so I think some of these weird things we should address specifically and say why they're not, they're just not true. For example, Mm -hmm. or at least they don't seem to be true. Um, If you're in your house with, say, your kids and 
someone's at your door claiming to be one of your loved ones, like one of your kids or your husband or whatever, don't let them in because it might be a demon pretending to be your kid. And I don't, I don't really know what they think would happen. Like if you let the demon in your house, then like it's a vampire, you have to invite like it God before can't. it can oh, come yeah, in. Oh yeah, like vampires, you, you invite and then they can come in and then you have no power to expel yeah. it. Like if you let the demon in, God, God can't protect you anymore or something like that. Or chooses not to. I don't know. I mean, let's start with the fact that demons love to destroy things. They love to destroy us. And they'll do mm-hmm. anything they can to bring us into hell. If they can't get us into hell, they'll do anything they can to inflict pain. There's only one thing that prevents them from doing that, and it's not us. And it's not some kind of magic spell. It's it's just God that God doesn't let them. That's all there is to it. So, if a demon is standing outside your house, the reason the demon can't come into your house is not because you've got some kind of well, I, I guess blessings do actually work, but what's holding a demon back is God. And if if you want to know whether or not that would be a danger during the three days, I guess just take away the three days. If somebody's standing outside your house pretending, if a demon's standing outside your house pretending to be your husband and you open the door for it, that doesn't just give it any kind of power over you. Because it, mm-hmm. if it tricks you, I mean, you, that act of opening the door doesn't give a demon permission. You're opening the door for your husband. God's not going to stop protecting you just because you open the door for your husband. So if it's, whether it's for the, during the three days of darkness or not. And then there were other things like if you're, if you're in a house and, um, only the house is only protected if everyone in the house is in a state of sanctifying grace. Yeah, you know, there's I'm I'm actually looking at the Wikipedia page for the three days darkness and and there's there's two um I guess seers. Uh one one of them is blessed is actually a blessed Anna Maria Taigi. Yeah. Um lived from the eighteenth into the nineteenth centuries. She describes the main three days event. There shall come over the whole earth an intense darkness lasting three days and three nights. Nothing can be seen and the air will be laden with pestilence, which will claim mainly, but not only the enemies of religion. It will be impossible to use any man-made lighting during this darkness except blessed candles. He who out of curiosity opens his window to look out or leaves his home will fall dead on the spot. During these three days, so that's the where and you remember about how all oh, you have to be ready to tape your windows up and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh yeah, that's right. You had to you have remember? black paint, remember and silver yeah. paint mm-hmm. to, to keep yourself from looking outside because right. People should remain in their homes, pray the rosary, beg God for mercy. All the enemies of the church, whether known or unknown, will perish over the whole earth during that universal darkness. The air will be infected by demons who will appear under all sorts of hideous forms. And then there's another one, uh, Marie Julie Jehenny, uh, 19th to 20th centuries, uh, apparently a stigmatist. It doesn't say that she's blessed, but this is just Wikipedia. I don't know. Yeah. Um, she expanded upon the three days, saying that it will occur on a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday when all of hell will be let loose to strike at those outside their homes and those without a lit, blessed candle of pure wax. 
These candles would, would miraculously stay aflame the entire period, but not light at all in the houses of the godless. And so that's the thing about having to put okay. out anybody who's not habitually in a state of So if grace. you can't get your candle lit, you got to throw... All right, gotta, okay. Who here is not who, in a state of grace? So you put everybody out and light it and let them in one at a time until it goes out. Maybe that would work. <laughs> I, You know... <laughs> As yeah, if I know, as if you've got some kind of secret window into everyone else's souls. I mean, we don't, we yeah. don't even know if we're in a state of grace. We, we trust in God for those things. That's right. It's a, it's a trust. We trust in the sacraments. Um, and I, but like if, Paul said, you work out your salvation in fear and trembling. Yeah. So you don't need to work out someone else's salvation. Well, you kind of do. You worry about it with your kids and, and your wife. It's it's your duty to lead them, but uh, to identify them as the enemy, I mean, because they're a sinner. Well, I guess, okay, again, take away the three days of darkness. Um, you, you let sinners in your house. I mean, you don't necessarily let them sin in your house, but... Yeah, but you know, I mean, I mean, you you allow people into you, your house. No, you people to, can't come in here. You're not like me. You're not holy. Right, right. It's, it's kind of the it's it's the same thing in reverse dynamic of Jesus going to sinners' houses. Yeah, which and what the did Pharisees he do? He tried to criticize them for evangelize. He converted them. He said, you know, follow me, uh, repent of your sins, obey the Father. So if you're trying to light a candle and it won't light and you think somebody might be in a, not in a state, hey guys, let's all really concentrate and pray an act of contrition. You know, that would be the proper response, not to throw everyone out of your house. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to say, get on our knees, we'll say an act of contrition and then we'll say a rosary. Yeah. And let's keep praying that if, if one of us is not in a state of grace, let's pray that we find true contrition and and repent. I then there was the grapes. I was just I was just I was just googling <laughs> that. That's the <laughs> so here's here's a uh, uh, oh catholicsupply.com. dot com three days of darkness products and preparation from catholicsupply.com. dot com. Uh, no, but but believe it or not, I googled it in the first. Um, Two things. The first thing that came up, I just googled three days of darkness blessed grape, uh, is a video on YouTube how to make blessed grapes for times of famine. It looks like a couple of kids in a kitchen, a boy and, and yeah. his friend. It looks like they're maybe, I don't know, 12, 14 years old. Okay. Uh, Catholic Supply of St. Louis, Inc. Um, ba 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 ba. Interest, three days. I don't know. I would say if... Only blessed candles. I don't see grapes. Okay, they're not selling grapes. Okay, here's the but thing about that. But they talk all about the blessed candles and thing, things. If, if, we're, if we're at this beginning of this chastisement, and the, and the idea is that you're not going to survive if you're with people who are not in a state of grace... Mm-hmm. Not just not in a state of grace, but who are not habitually in a state of grace, okay. is what I heard. I didn't even know that. So it's like, if you got a sinner, suddenly... I mean, people repent in the foxhole all the time. Uh, maybe those aren't true conversions. I don't know. But, um, okay, here's my point, though. 
instead of being worried about staying alive and so having to throw out your friends, why are you scared if you're in the state of grace? What are you worried about? That you're going to die and go to heaven? Oh, why do you right. care? Exactly. I mean, so what? That's, so, okay, we'll die. Thing. I mean, that's the most yeah. that can happen is that you die. If I really believe that I'm in a state of grace, then I don't want to live. If if the three days are as described, I'm not sure that I want to be on the other side of them. I'd rather just die and go to heaven. Right. I certainly don't want to live on the other side remembering the fact that I threw a loved one out of my house because I thought they weren't in a state of grace. And it's in a state of grace. That's right. Or that they came to my house and I wouldn't let them in because I thought they might be a demon. Right. That would be a terrible thing to live with. I'll go ahead and open the door and take my chances with the demon. And if I die, then mm-hmm. I, you know, I'll clutch my. It, it would be and, the same and, yeah. way as if is is if I see a man being killed and I try to stop and help him you end up and end up being killed too. So yeah, okay, that's what happens. I yeah, because it's during the three days of darkness doesn't change that. Right. It doesn't become sinful to 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 extend charity to somebody just because it's during the three days. Yeah. Now, see, when, um, I don't know, the, I don't know what to say about the, the people who are worried about diseases because we already know this happens. If, if a third of the population just died right now, do you really need your guns to protect what you have considering well, there true. are one-third the less days. consumers? Well, not only that, but the three days is a religious purge. It's kind of like, um, yeah, I, it, yeah, it's that's kind of like set up all the Israelites after after Mount when Moses was up on Mount Sinai receiving the law from God, and they made Aaron prepare a uh, a golden calf. Um, yeah, <laughs> according to him, they didn't make him prepare. It. He just we just put this gold in the oven. It came out in the shape of a calf. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, God basically purged Israel after that. Uh, it would be like that. So at the other side of it, everybody that's left is a friend of the church. So, so you, you don't need the guns. You don't need well, the guns. Except the hunting. But yeah, you you just need you know stuff to be able to hunt with. You don't you don't need your house to be a compound. Right. Of course, people like I mean, like as far as hunting goes. Um, Let's say there was only one quarter of the people in the United States that there are right now. Three quarters of the people mm-hmm. have died. Okay. There is not enough game in the United States to sustain those people for very long. We, we don't have a whole lot of game because we've, we've killed off most of the game so that we can do farming and stuff like that instead. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So it's like preparing for this long ordeal where you're going to live off the land well i guess you could live off the land but you could live off the land but you're gonna you're it's gonna be a a, grow uh, animals it's not gonna be a a meaty diet unless you also learn to grow some animals too yeah you're not gonna become like the indians where we live in the woods and there's already too many people and there's already not enough animals so another system has to be come up with and if we have to develop yeah if we're going to go stuff. for more than a year, then we have to come up with it pretty fast. And all all the prepping probably isn't going to help you a whole lot. 
So you shouldn't be you shouldn't be turning your house into a compound in the suburbs of a large city. You should be buying up huge tracts of land in places like Montana and yeah. uh, Texas and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and if uh, I don't think you need to turn it into a compound, I, I right. and I guess yeah, that's I, if I there's no law, people in. can take it from you, but. They could yeah. do that anyway. So yeah. So I mean, if 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 it's you know, on the one hand, if it's the government worldwide government collapse apocalypse, that's one kind of thing that implies a certain kind of preparation. Which to me, you know, trying to say you know, okay, it's going to be us, just us, and everybody else we're going to shoot is the wrong way to go for that. If it's yeah. the three days you're concerned about, you just prepare your soul and. You don't worry about it because here's the thing about biblical and um, and um, private revelation prophecies. You don't necessarily know exactly what it's going to look like until after it happens. Yeah. You usually have no idea. There's no... Okay. I get... We'll move on to uh, the the diseases. Okay. First of all, there's no zombie... Yeah, there, there's no zombie virus. There can't be, there can't be zombies. It. Some people really believe in zombies. They really do, and it's you. It's not possible. The everything stops working when you die, and God kind of made it that way so that when you have life, you're full of life, and your your body keeps regenerating, and and then when you die, all of it stops. And that body can't be reanimated by a virus or anything of the kind. But let's, okay, so let's say a virus-like rage, um, which was in, what was that movie? 28 Days Later. I think, to me, that's, okay, I Am Legend, yeah, it kind of turns them into a different kind of thing. Um, oh, you're not even on the mic? <laughs> All right. Okay. So we're uh so in I am legend um probably probably the best zombie type movie ever made. Close to it. Okay, back on mic. But um, and in that case the the people are turned into something well, in the book they're just turned into vampires. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then in the movie, they're just—it's like some other species almost. They're—they're they're turned and, right. They're—they're—it's—it's kind of like they're—they're they're turned into. Um, I mean, you—you I, you can imagine, I suppose, a person who has something. some kind of a disease that makes them say bloodthirsty, but in a way that there's almost no real mental capacity. Okay, yeah. I you know you well, that's kind of turns what, into that. Uh, and I, I guess that's what people was. think. I think 28 okay. Days Later was probably the scariest zombie movie ever made. Because I've never thought zombie movies are oh, scary. Oh, i got to watch but, that then. But 28 yeah, Days I Later is good. I get bored with good. zombie movies. Got, it gives you a, kind of a sick feeling, though. You, It's disturbing. It's a very disturbing oh, okay. movie. I'll have to, I'll have to um, keep that in mind then. Yeah, not with... Well, but, you don't really have little kids anymore, but... You wouldn't. You definitely wouldn't watch. Oh it yeah, with yeah. Kids. No, that I watch. I don't even know if you'd myself. watch it with your wife, unless your wife likes <laughs> I, those. She kinds wouldn't of like things. them. No, she. I. I gotta go watch them on my own. Um, yeah. You know, it's. I watch them 
at, when, after she's gone to bed and I open my computer and watch That's definitely them, you one know. you'd watch on your own then. Okay. Because it's, it's kind of disturbing. But anyway, um, I guess maybe something like that could happen, um, in which case, okay, I can kind of see having a lot of ammunition would be helpful. Um, but still... I'm thinking a lot. Okay, if you're in the city, the thing to do would be to try to get out of the city, not to fortify. You know, because there's going to be because, more of them in the city too. Yeah, because there's a whole bunch of crazy people in the city who are, who are attacking everything and trying to kill everything. So just leave the city, and you you would need enough ammunition to get out of there, but you can only take what you carry. So why build up that much? Yeah, that's a good point. And the thing about that is, assuming a weird virus meltdown of the human race like that, it's it it doesn't even make sense to say, oh, okay, I'm going to set up a compound and provide for my family. Viruses have a way of leaping barriers. Yeah. You can't assume that you and yours are not going to just get the virus anyway. Right. So you do what what we always continue to do in times of crisis, at least when our bishops allow us to, is yeah. you flock to the churches. You put yourself in front of the Blessed Sacrament and beg mercy from God. Yeah. And then uh, if you if, if there's some kind of... If it did happen, it's not like everybody would stay alive in that state for a very long time. Right. You know, eventually it, it would kill everyone. Hold on. Well, we should finish that car tomorrow, so. All right. Um, Vicky just walked in from going out and doing something. I didn't know she was gone, actually. Oh. But it makes sense because I haven't heard her talking, and I've never not oh, heard usually. her talking, <laughs> except for when she's not here. Well, okay. <laughs> I just didn't notice. I didn't, yeah. Okay, you know, the other thing, though, is, if let's assume you don't get this virus and you've got a few close family who don't get it, uh-huh. uh, maybe there's something genetic you have that's in your family and, and maybe a few other families. Well, now this, this, this isn't a, we're not talking about like the three days, which is a, a God purge where everybody who's left alive is, is a friend of the church. This, this is just going to be a random thing. And among those who did survive, um, many of them are not necessarily going to be nice people who are going to want to get together with you and rebuild things. They're going to be suspicious of everybody, and there's sure. going to be a lot of kill before you're killed going on. Well, then what? I, you know, it, how much ammo are you really going to be able to make use of? And you know, in the it, end, again, you've only you've got what you have, and then you it can't last forever. If you're trapped yeah. in a, I don't know. It, it's all of these scenarios. I just can't help thinking. You know, if you're a Christian, the preparation you do is by developing a close relationship with God and staying in the state of grace. And when you do that, you also tend to develop relationships with the people around you because part of that means being charitable and helping yeah, people when you true. can help them. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing community work or whatever. Um, right. So that really should be the prep that 
a person does. Okay. So a true prepper, a Christian prepper, is somebody who is constantly doing charity for others and has a solid spiritual prayer life. Yeah. And you know, spends time in front of the Blessed Sacrament. I'm going to put you on a spot. Um, okay. In the, yeah, no, I don't do parables. those things. <laughs> no, I, You're no. gonna ask. I don't do, I'm not, no. I'm not a true prepper. I need to be, but I'm not. No, what I was going to say is in the, uh, one of the parables that Jesus tells is the, I think it's a steward who is fired. Oh, and yeah. And right away he goes out to the people who owe the master money and say, I'm going to let you off mm-hmm. X number of dollars. Mm-hmm. What is that? Have you well, ever read I've seen... an explanation for that? Yeah, and they all... Am I allowed to say they suck? Um, yeah. No, I, they're all, they all leave me unsatisfied. Here's here's where here's where I um, see it. So, we all sin, okay? Yeah. But we're also all stewards unto each other. And so, I think, to me, the way to interpret... Now, now if I look in the broader context, maybe there's something that happened right before it that's, that makes this not really work as a good explanation for the parable. But I think of this in terms of... I'm going to take that which God gives me, the graces that I'm available or that I'm able to get from him, the the opportunity to use the graces that he won for me on the cross yeah. um, that, that we get to participate in. And what am I going to do with those graces? I'm going to try to use those and apply them towards through my prayers, through my um, penitential acts and so forth. To all other souls, to sinners that need to be converted, to the poor souls in purgatory and everything else, so that when I go before God, then they're going to take care of me. Okay. That's how I see it. And I haven't read an explanation that is that, and I haven't read an explanation that sounds better than that. Yeah. I haven't looked into it, but it it came to mind while you were talk while while we were talking about this and the fact that that oh yeah, prepping Reaching really out to means others and yeah, developing, developing relationships, relationships and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So right, right. It just, I was curious how you saw that. I, I've, I've thought about that several times, and I've, I think I looked it up once or twice. I didn't really it's care one of those for the parables that nobody, thought, nobody that I've read about it. It, it and it, and the thing is, it's too startling of a parable to have a easy glib explanation. Yeah, it seems like there's something. All of the obvious things that people say, it's like no, that that's that's too obvious and that's that's too lame to warrant a parable like this. Yeah, is how it comes off to me. Seems like a waste of words for that to be the explanation. Yeah, for Jesus to make that point with that parable, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, I I can't think of too much more on this. Okay, so we've covered government collapse, we've covered three days darkness, which is the big Catholic one, and then we've covered virus apocalypse or zombie apocalypse or whatever you want to call it, 28 days later, I gotta, uh, I guess, I guess Bird Box falls into that too, did you ever see that movie Bird Box? No. It's, I guess Netflix made a movie, I I became aware of it as a book, because I buy books on my Nook Reader, and... I like horror books and stuff, and and I've come across it a few times, and it's one of those that I've looked at, and based on the explanation, it's like, hmm, 
should I bother reading it or not? I've never bought it, and I ended up not buying it and not reading it. But then I noticed that Netflix made a movie version of it with Sandra Bullock. Oh, wait a it's minute. One of the, Is that the you one You can't where... open your eyes and look outside? Yeah, okay. It I reminded me movie. of that aspect of the three days. Yeah. Yeah. And she's trying okay. to travel with her kid. And there's something about the birds. The birds um, keep whatever it is away, or they start tweeting when when you need to cover your eyes or something. I forget exactly what it is, but but they're getting. She's taking her two kids to get to the sanctuary. Yeah, um, and she's where they can live. The, uh, <clears throat> she goes on the river. I don't know. Yeah. Have you ever tried to mm-hmm. navigate a river without looking? I don't blind. I don't. It's, don't think it's I don't possible. see that as. Yeah. You've got to really, really, you know, I mean, uh, maybe, uh, you I don't know, know. Myth, Mythbusters I'm like did a uh, Lewis and Clark with, with their Indian guide, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mythbusters did a episode where um, they wanted to test direction without the use of eyes. And oh, no like matter people- what form of travel you cannot you do not have a sense of direction without your eyes period you just don't so i have heard that there are like one of these like one in a million type people in the world that actually do have direction without their eyes they can be blindfolded walk through a maze of quarters and it's like they've got a magnet in their brain or something and and you know what i guess I shouldn't say that. You you can use other senses. I mean, I guess if you're walking toward a sound, you could do that. Oh, you mean just like being able to walk in a straight line? Right. You can't I thought walk you meant, in a straight line. I thought you line. meant like, like, like geographical direction, north, south, east, west. No, no. I mean... Oh. I mean, if okay. you cover your eyes, you Main, can't go in a straight line. Maintaining direction. But not even blind people? Because, I mean, they've got years of, of practicing it by keeping their hand out on a wall. They don't learn that eventually to be able to just do it? Well, I would assume they would. But you put someone in a field and say, there, walk straight. You're not going to walk and straight. And they never do. Okay, okay. So every every people, test that they did, people didn't. And then they said, okay. okay that makes sense. Yeah. Get in this boat I get and that. row straight or swim straight or Forget all kinds it. of different things. <laughs> and it just Forget wasn't going to happen without There's the use of eyes. There's so many corrections that, that you make because of your eyes. Yeah, you, you can make up for those if you never have eyes, but your body relies on that so much that, yeah, I, I would tend to have expected I guess my that point outcome is, of that test. If you get in a it's boat a on movie. the river and close your eyes, you're probably going to drown. Mm-hmm. The, the, you'll either drown by running into something or you'll just plain go downstream. Yeah. I guess you could it, that could happen, but if you have rapids, um, yeah, forget it. I don't, yeah, you, just, you you can't figure out what you're you can't feel your way through rapids, right? If if they're the kind of rapids that requires skill interacting with the boat, you know, shifting yeah. weight and stuff like that, you you can't just feel your way through that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we've covered everything now. So okay. you know, you want to prep. Uh, the Holy Eucharist, the Rosary, solid prayer life, works of charity. That's, that's your, your prep. prep. That's and your and best learn. Prep. You can learn things. You know, learn how to farm. Oh, yeah, to... yeah. Go out and learn. Read, read the Foxfire books. Go buy the Foxfire books. Nobody has them anymore. I need to. I need to get myself a set. Yeah, I've got like two of them. They're great books. I've got three or four, I think. Mm-hmm. 
I remember finding those as a teenager. I thought, this is so Dad had cool. the whole set. Mom and Dad had and the whole I, set. I don't know where those are now. I bet they were in the barn. No, they had one and two. And no, then, I remember like seeing like eight of them or something. You're thinking Granny B had a bunch of them. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Grandpa would have been one to buy those. But it, did you okay. ever... It's not just that it shows you how to do these things. It, they would... No, it's more like their life. Record there, the there was stories. One, yeah, it was their stories. The, these old stuff. people sitting there talking. I thought it was just fascinating. It's kind of like um, there's. It, it, it's kind of like the the book version of. Um, there's an artist. Uh, his name is Paul Murray, and he. Uh, you can Google him, and you'll see some of the pictures. I've got some of his original prints, some of his actual drawings. Oh yeah. Um, and he. Um, he would go and meet and earn the trust of these people that lived in the uh, the Tennessee Hills. He he had his studio in Gatlinburg. Um, I've been in it a few times and I bought some stuff from him. Um, but he would go and meet these people and and he would draw their faces. He was really really good at capturing faces. Um, huh. And you know, like he, he there was this old and and he always included a story about the person on the back of the yeah uh of the print but you know like there's this this old lady and and it's like she had never been beyond like six miles from the place that she was born her whole life yeah yeah i mean now most of the people that he that he drew and painted are are dead and gone now right um but he would capture their stories and um I think now I think he's he's given up his studio and now he's like teaching art or something like that. This was like maybe in the last five or ten years since the last time Would I was be down really there. Would be really neat to get some of this. Every time stuff, we though. go there, yeah, me. I, that's what I'm thinking. And and, and the, he he had a book. You know how you can buy like like books yeah. of uh, prints and stuff. And he had a book that I kind of wish I. I mean, it was expensive. Um, yeah, but I kind of wish i had bought it now because he's he's not making those anymore but every time i've gone to just for the stories yeah yeah so anyway the foxfire books are kind of like paul murray except in book form yeah and Um, you could learn to do all kinds of things like building log cabins (laughs) starting a fire shingling your house yeah yeah uh they had one for making dolls they had one for making a gourd banjo Oh, no kidding. <laughs> and I thought about making it, and I tried to grow a gourd. Yeah, that's the first thing. you got to be able to so grow a gourd. You have to grow the gourd first, and it has to be in the right shape. Otherwise, you can't do it. So you need a gourd patch, and then you got to pick the one that's in the right shape. Yeah. Well, you you, you almost you have to grow, grow it. Oh, you okay. Have to, okay. You have to lay it out so that it has a real long neck. Yeah. And then I, I would you could do it that way. <laughs> And okay. keep it growing in the right direction. So, but I'm anyway. not patient enough to do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I guess we'll talk about the news. All right, not, news. There's not much out there, really. I mean, okay, ISIL's on the rise again. It, there was a big attack yep. in Syria. Uh, they kidnapped a bunch of people. Uh, they're saying one of them, one of those people, are dead. Uh, some oh of them have been released, but yeah, ISIL's back. Yeah, okay. Uh, right now it's Trump's just in gone, Syria back. and some other remote areas, but we'll see. Uh, and then Russia is still doing the thing with 
Ukraine. You know, they're mm-hmm. yeah. I don't. I I would I would say pretty soon Ukraine's going to be part of Russia. That's and what it looks like. Is, is there happening. is there going to be with Russia worried about China and therefore you know wanting to reestablish their own foothold as a preemptive defense against an expanding China? Are we going to see a resurgence of the Soviet Union? Well, I've always heard that Putin wants to rebuild the Soviet Union. And maybe this is his excuse. Yeah. I mean, if you if you step out of it, take the United States out of the picture and just look at Russia, a world with Russia and China, you can't blame Putin for that. I mean, right. it, yeah, I mean, it, it's both Putin and the, the, who's the prime minister in China or whatever. Because it, um, it's not like the old days where either one of them are really... Uh, committed or loyal to the party anymore. It's they are nationalists now, right? Right. Both China, Everybody, China and Russia, they're nationalists. I think America's the only one who's not nationalist now. <laughs> it's, it's Everybody else is looking out for themselves. <laughs> That's right. That's right. There's, there's never going to be a uh, a communist kumbaya moment between Russia and and China. Right, uh, and the th- and the problem is if we don't have a strong America to keep them both at bay, the whole world's going to get caught in a crossfire between China and Russia. Yeah, you know, even during Vietnam, I mean, Nam was getting uh, they were getting supplies and money from both sides, from China and Russia. Russia wanted oh, them to go mm-hmm. easy, and I think China wanted them to hit harder against the U.S. And mm-hmm. they were trying to decide which one of them to accept more help from. And oh, okay, because help comes. The with thing is, yeah, communism. even then, they there was they were racing each other. Uh, but then somehow they figured out how to make money on the U.S. Uh, I guess that goes back to Kissinger, and especially China. China figured it out. Yeah, in in ways that Russia didn't. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Which makes China more dangerous right now. Much more dangerous. Speaking of China, um, they're they're still in Taiwan's airspace, and yeah, they're they're getting more and more uh, aggressive. I don't know. I see Taiwan going the way of Hong Kong. I don't. Well, I don't know enough about those things to really say that with any kind of authority but that's kind of the way it looks yeah and i i think that that the kind of unshakable truth of it is that especially with stop them yeah with with the um with the removal of trump from the white house china is really feeling its oats right now yeah uh, it just it just looks dangerous right now um yeah. Italy, they've okay. They've repealed a 1913 law, which gave the government the power to censor or ban films. So okay. they've they've repealed that, and now the government cannot censor film in based Italy. on anything. I, and what That's does it mean what by I don't censor? know. Does they, that like, mean like, like they can't say, "Hey, you got to be an adult to see certain films," stuff like that? Right. I, I don't. I don't know. I couldn't find out. Does, I, mean, I don't know it, if that means like, like child pornography is now legal or or any. Por- or, I mean, is it does it mean that children can watch pornography? 
and the government can't do anything about it? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, or that's, maybe it's one of those cases where it's like, okay, we're not going to censor the child pornography, but you will be arrested if you own it. I guess, you know, they could do something like that. Yeah, that, yeah, maybe that's... But, because, I mean, America has always had a really strong free speech ethic, but but in our... Even to the extent that it might extend to films, music, uh, you know, entertainment and that kind of stuff, the ethic was this idea that you you can't censor ideas. Yeah. You, you have to allow them. You have to allow society to engage them. You have to allow them to play out. You can't censor ideas. That doesn't mean you can't censor decent indecency, but it sounds like like right. Italy is maybe going that way. Yeah. So, yeah. Well... well there was a twenty-year-old, twenty-eight-year-old uh, man who was arrested. Um, they claimed that he was attempting to blow up an Amazon data center as part of a plot to disable the internet. Is this in the U.S.? Um, yeah. Now they said he was also in the storming of the U.S. Capitol. I can't believe they're still calling this a storming. A storming. Um, yeah. Okay, I don't believe that for a minute. Yeah, because I everybody kinda, who was involved in the storming stupid. of the U.S. Capitol has been under such heavy federal scrutiny that there's no way that they're getting anywhere near some kind of conspiracy to blow yeah. up Amazon or anything else. That's 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 just complete balderdash that anything like that yeah. happened. That's kind of how I saw it. Um, Iran is continuing to um, enrich uranium. Um, and see, here's the thing that and guess who's going to protect them if anybody tries to do anything? They're claiming it's because we withdrew from the uh, Iran deal because of Trump. And so oh. they're they're trying to use this as an excuse that we need to have this deal again and end up paying a bunch of money to Iran. <laughs> Pay us not to develop nukes. Yeah, I, I, that's what, I think that's what all this is. And then on top of that, I guess there was a, at one of the nuclear, uh, facilities at, at where they're, uh, enriching the uranium, there was a power outage. Uh huh. Now, they're claiming that it was a cyber attack carried out by Israel. Okay. Uh, New York and Times is saying that it was because of sabotage with ex- uh, caused by explosive devices that had been smuggled into the site. I think they just oh. had an accident because they're incompetent and, <laughs> and they, want they had a power outage. <laughs> but you know what? If Israel did do it, I, more power to them. Yeah. I mean, that's if they're making a nuclear bomb, that's the direction they're looking anyway. So, yeah. So Israel's got kind of every right to do that. Yeah. Uh, police and, officer. You know, it, hold on. Go on. I just, I just want to put it out there. If Iran is going to say, pay us in order not to develop nukes, I think our response would be, how about we just nuke you instead? Yeah, that would work. So, okay, there's that uh, another shooting in Minneapolis. A uh, bunch of rioting there. You know this... Wait, is this the school one? I thought... it. Is it Minneapolis? There was another school shooting. No, is I'm this not what talking this about is, or is this different? shooting. Uh, this okay. is a police officer pulls over a guy. Um, oh. The guy tries to take off, and the cop... Okay, here's here's the way I heard it explained. And I, I, 
I didn't watch any videos about this because I get tired of these things. But the way I heard it explained is he did what in training you would do if you were going to tase someone. There's a certain process you have to say you're going to tase them. And he mm-hmm. did these things. Oh, okay. Okay. So he did all of she. Them. Okay, it's the a girl. A apparently, she? I thought it was a, I thought it was a guy cop, but it's a girl cop. She did what she was supposed she to do protocol. if she's going to tase someone. Only okay. she didn't pull the taser out. She pulled her gun out and oh, quote, accidentally shot the man. Hmm. Are they like side by side on her belt or something? I guess that must be. I have no idea. I think there was question whether one hand is used for the gun and one hand is used for the taser. That's what I thought, put them on opposite sides. I I don't know. I don't know how that could happen, but I'm not trained in that kind of stuff. And it seems unlikely to me, but I don't know. But, you know, here's the thing. Okay, regardless of the cop's mistake, every idiot ought to know you get pulled over... You put your hands on the steering wheel and you use terms like yes sir, yes ma'am. Yeah. And and you just walk it through. I, okay, they may be abusing their power, but they do have the power to abuse, even if they're abusing right. it. So you, you, in the interest of your own safety, you just go along. If you end up in jail because of their abuse of power, okay, you get your lawyer to handle it afterward. You explain everything to your yeah. lawyer, but yeah. you don't challenge the authority then. At that point, during the encounter, everybody should know that. And you know the thing is, um, if you feel like, if you feel like, okay, I I don't want to, I don't want to submit to this and turn over with my belly exposed. Instead, mm-hmm. I'd rather kind of give the cop a hard time. There are yeah. ways to do it without giving them cause to shoot you. Yeah, like you can. Certain- you can Passive mention the aggressive. fact that you know you're being aggressive. Uh, you can say Harassed. certain things. Hey, you know, I think that I think I okay. Um, hold on, what was your badge number and yeah, things like that? I'd, I'd like to see your badge. Everybody I, can I've, say that. A cop can't I've shoot done you things for that. like that. Yeah, and I've I've even gone back to a scene where the cop was and said, you know what? I it didn't occur to me. I don't know your badge number, and I need that. Yeah, he actually threatened me and told me if I if I called it in, I was gonna he was gonna show up at my house. <laughs> I said, I just, gave I just kept saying, okay, 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 <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, I'll, that's the I'll thing. see you it's, in court. You know, <laughs> <laughs> there are ways to deal with it where you don't get shot. Right. So right. I don't know. You, you got. I, I don't know about this. It, <clears throat> Either way, I, it's no reason to burn a city down. No, no. I mean, it. it you know, the, if if you want to, uh, if you want to take the the police academy to task for for not training properly, uh, if you want to uh, fire the cop for incompetence, and maybe for negligent homicide, you know, yeah. that there's you could do that. Uh, there, there's things to do, but you don't burn a whole city down because of a stupid thing like that. I, I'm not, I don't mean stupid in the sense that it's, it doesn't have gravity. I just right. mean that, you know, it's a encounter between two people that went wrong. You don't burn a city right. down for that. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see. China. China's talking about another flu. Um, H5N6. This is not the one that we had been reporting on last no, year. No, we had H5 been doing H5N8. Huh. This is something so that they flu. said they haven't seen. Uh, let's see. They first saw it in 2020, I guess. And they hadn't seen it since then. But now they're seeing it again in wild wow. birds. You know, it occurs to what? me that Asians have a serious problem with coming up with new flus. Why don't we you know, just I'd... take and help them out and rebuild and make higher the the doggone Great Wall of China and go ahead and extend it around the rest of the country, too, and just don't let them out. Yeah, keep them And then we won't there. have these diseases. You know, uh, I was listening to... Who was I listening to? I think Dinesh D'Souza. Um, he was describing the Black Plague. Mm-hmm. And apparently that came from somewhere in Asia, too. Yeah. Like the Mongols carried it the, the, or gave it to right. you, brought it in or something like that. Yeah, it yeah just seems like, I think so. Everything seems comes like from all China. It seems like all these things are coming from China. They've got Everything to be doing something wrong. China. <laughs> yeah. Why, doesn't ever it ever occur to them? Well, maybe we're doing something to cause these flus to what are, yeah. What, are, what, come what is about? it about how we live that causes these things? I wonder if it's the chopsticks. Chop? No, I don't. I I like using chops. I use chopsticks. Really? Yeah. I mean, not for my. You, know, you get a lot home, more with a spoon or a fork. But if I go to like. You know, a, like a Japanese restaurant or something. I'll ask for chopsticks. I don't understand. They put I get as rice much on the in everything. They're tiny yeah, little beans. Yeah, no. And I then use, you when, use a chopstick. It's like why? Why don't you use a spoon? When a spoon, I wouldn't use a spoon for <laughs> rice anyway. I'd use a fork. And when I use a okay, a fork, rice, but chopsticks. I just to pick up I one just, of those. No, I don't pick up one at a time. I use the chopsticks and I, I put them close together like a fork and it picks up a mouthful of rice and I eat it. And then I can use them to also pick up, you know, meats and stuff like that, vegetables, whatever. But when I eat rice with them, I, I kind of use them like a, a, a two-pronged fork hmm. and it just works. Well, I, I I think they're spreading bird flus. I Okay. Well, you know what? I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll use some, I'll spray alcohol on my chopsticks next time <laughs> spray your chopsticks there, there's something wrong with them they're causing you know, though, all kinds of problems oh, oh although it who knows i because chopsticks i go to a restaurant and i get a brand new pair of chopsticks it's wrapped in paper I open it up i use them i leave them there and i leave and i'm sure they get thrown away and and yeah. you know they're usually made of bamboo or whatever but who knows how they really do it in in china it could be yeah, that, maybe that they, I mean, people carry wood. around their chopsticks, and and they've got these bamboo chopsticks, and they carry them around. They use them, and then they stick them in their shirt pocket and and go yeah. on. You know, who knows? That could be what's it's going on. It's not like a fork that could be easily washed off. I mean, it's wood. It absorbs and and harbors germs, and they stay there. Yeah, you you've got a you've got to actually disinfectant, dis, sanitize it if you want to kill the germs. Yeah. And even then, it gets down into the fibers probably, of wood, so it they probably just rinse it off and stick it in the pocket. That so. combined with the dog meat, I think those two things could be causing the problem. And then other weird Asian things, like aren't they the ones that 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 harvest coffee beans that cats have pooped out and stuff like that? And I don't know who does that. 
I Jason was I talking that was about some that. Asian I don't know. Country that did that. I don't think it's it South America. Like I think Asian it's Asian. Thing. Or but India. I, they do weird stuff. Well, yeah, it could be yeah. India. Could be India. Yeah. Hmm. So anyway, so just eat normal uh, this, stuff like steaks. Yeah, just grow some cows. You know, and, my son wants to get told a me. fork. He said, even though a single cow can make, I, I'm going to get the numbers all wrong. Even though a single cow can make like thirteen thousand hamburgers, a typical single hamburger has meat from typically over a thousand cows in it. Yeah, I believe it. Now I, now when no, he told I me don't that, believe it actually. He told me that, and I said. A single cow can make 13,000 hamburgers. I don't think cows are very good at handling spatulas. Yeah. <laughs> with the hooves. Be like That's trying right. to make them with chopsticks. That's right. That's right. So okay. this this last one, I you know, this could be nonsense news. Um, the French lawmakers have voted to ban airlines from offering domestic flights if the same journey could be made by train in less than two and a half hours. Huh. Is this this is just so, something under consideration or they've actually passed it and it's it's a law down in France? It just says French lawmakers vote to ban. Vote it vote to, okay. So, so maybe weird. it didn't pass. I I would <laughs> hope it didn't pass. It seems like a dumb I, it's stupid. thing to make a law. Yeah. About. Do they have this problem, really, that airlines are flying too short of distances and using too little gas or something? I don't. Or too much gas per flight? Because it takes a lot of gas to yeah. take off. I, it, it, I think this is an issue of... They made these trains and they have to justify them now. Well, you know, that could be going on. I was That's thinking this, this is, is this is just an issue of, of, of people having... You know, lawmakers having too much time on their hands and having to come up with stupid laws to make. It's like, yeah. Well, well, well it's we like gotta, in, uh, we got to come up with some laws. In Cincinnati, they made this. I, nobody really knows where this came from, but they decided to make. And this is like within the past five years. Mm-hmm. Let's make a train track that goes around uh, downtown Cincinnati. Oh, and it costs like the, millions and millions like the Detroit of dollars. People mover. Yeah. Yeah, it, it costs a ton of money, and does anybody use it? They nobody uses it. It's dumb. It's on a Detroit, track. We have Detroit buses. has something like that. Yeah, I mean we have buses. Detroit has something like that. I I don't know if it's on a track or if it's more like a a tram on wheels. But it's it it goes around the downtown because Detroit mm-hmm. has interesting places downtown. People can go down there, go clubbing. They've got a casino down there and that kind of stuff, and so it yeah. gets people close enough that they can walk to one interesting place after another. They call it the people mover, and and it goes by places where you can park and stuff like that. Okay, I guess if we had tourists, but who came in and wanted to go from one spot to another, I but but people or even just locals that do clubbing, but nobody. Uh, I haven't lived in Cincinnati for a while, but it seems to me that all the nighttime action is across the river. Uh, it is because of stupid things like this. Yeah, and, so and they why, they pass yeah. these weird things. You know, so I mean, this is right. This is after Uber got big. So it's like, why are mm. you guys doing this? People just Uber. They, they Nobody, should have been able to see. Uh, yeah, 
once you have Uber, there's no point in building stuff like that. It's also after buses were made. <laughs> and Cincinnati, I mean, you, I don't, you're not I, bound to a track on a bus. I don't know the the how the buses are run from a business model in Cincinnati. I don't know if it's run poorly or if it's run well. But one thing I do know is that I have always been able to get anywhere I want to go on a bus in Cincinnati. Yeah, you generally can. There's a couple neighborhoods that, like, certain neighborhoods, people will keep them, the buses out of them. So when, oh, okay. the when Metro plans on putting a bus there, people will keep them out on purpose to keep low-income people out. Oh, okay. But Which I think is kind places. of a shame, but yeah, I, it is. Know, I just don't but... care. But um, the thing is, the train doesn't go there, first of all. Oh. Second of <laughs> yeah. all... Um, ever since then they keep trying to do things to get people on this train for example what is is around downtown is it like from plum street over to what like sycamore or something and then first street up to what like 13th or so i have no idea i've never even looked at the map i don't go downtown unless i have to go down there to fix a machine so (laughs) i know there's a there's a casino down there uh there's a lot a of now. supposedly That's good me. restaurants, and then there's new to me. there's the uh, there's the stadiums and stuff You've like got that. The stadium, yeah. That's I mean, I could see. Yeah, you go to the stadium, and then you want to go out get something to eat afterwards while you're downtown. Go to someplace yeah. fun. But there's all that I, stuff. I, a, a train? I mean, just carpool. Or get an Uber it. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or these days there's no reason for that. I bet there are fleets of Uber people. Like, who just hang out in the uh, parking lot down under the stadium or whatever. Yeah. By the river. But it, it, it costs so much money, and it's been nothing but a headache since then. And it keeps costing <laughs> more money. And and then, like, this company, so, Bird, came in and dropped off all these scooters. Now, I've day. seen the scooters in okay, uh, so Indianapolis. And they get used. They're doing everything lot. they can to get rid of them. Why? Oh, because well, they, they did think at first. People are going to use the use the train at first. I think that's what the they thought. Afterwards? Maybe. Oh, maybe more people will use the train if we get rid of the scooters. But I, I think the scooters was a great idea. I see people using them all the time in Indianapolis. Yeah, it's an and awesome got charging idea. Sta- it's it's electric. They've got charging stations everywhere, but they don't take up a lot of space. You don't have to. Charge them. Well, no, this uh, isn't run by the city. This is just a company who dropped them no, off. No, it's exactly. That's, yeah. There's no charging station. They just go around each night and pick them up. Oh, they just, they just round them up and, and replace them or, or swatch yeah. the batteries and they're, out. And they're whatever. in different spots oh, of the city. You use it, it to go somewhere and then you walk away from it and you leave it there. It, you're just there. Yeah. And you don't it's... worry about it. And then maybe it's there when you get back or maybe someone else. Has brought one there or taken it. Right. You just walk until you see one. Yeah, and there there's enough of them that you'll find one within a couple of blocks. Yeah, and it, it's kind of yeah. you know because I'll I'll I've got my backpack. Uh, I my tool bag is a backpack now, mm-hmm. so um, I park wherever I have to park, and then it's like I got to walk three blocks. Hey, there's a scooter. Let me hop on that. Grab that. Yeah, <laughs> and just makes it easier, and it's much better than a train. I was going to say you're rolling you don't, through the you middle of the city. You don't miss the train when you when you use a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's a, a, cities do stupid things like that. 
And then they make dumb laws to try to keep people, to, to try to justify the fact that they wasted all that money on a train. Yeah. And I have yeah. to wonder if that's what the French are doing. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I, you know, anything in Europe is like that. They, Yeah. And, and then, as we've seen in the United States, because we grew tremendously prosperous and powerful on this model of you let people figure it out for themselves. Yeah. And they'll come up and with they, the best solutions. Whatever whatever solution you can plan in some government committee is going to turn out to be stupid compared to what people will figure out if they're just left to do it on yeah. their own. For whatever problem it is. Yeah. Well, that's the way it used to be. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's all I got. Okay, I got a few things. Uh, let's see. Uh, I have actually three things specifically. One of them is... Okay. Um, so, you've had, you know, Mounties, police on horses, and you've got police in cars. Some cities you have police on bicycles. Now, in Pakistan, they have a uh, um, a force of police on rollerblades. Rollerblades? Yeah, I guess they figured I'd that's, like to get that chased by one of them. A little bit. I know. Well, <laughs> that'd be funny. <laughs> it's just a hop over a fence and watch them try to scale yeah. a fence on rollerblades. <laughs> hey, come blades. and get me, doofus. <laughs> but here's the problem they're armed. Huh? So, oh, well, okay. If you get too close to being able to escape them, I guess... I mean, this is Pakistan. They probably have authority to shoot you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't run from the rollerblade cops. Of course, I, I guess don't know. The, have you ever tried to fire a gun while on rollerblades? I, I know. You, have you, to be you, you can't be John pumping Wayne it. You've got to like stop and, and you've got to steady your feet. And then it's like, I know. It, By then it, you're It's gone. like trying to fire... Just turn uh, a corner. You from know. a horse or something, yeah. So, um, Dude, remember that there was a comic who talked about uh, having cops on pogo sticks. <laughs> who was that? <laughs> I haven't heard who that. Was it? <laughs> I maybe what's was that it guy's a comedian? name? Dana Cook or Dane Cook? Uh, like a comedian? It, yeah, it was a comedian. Oh, okay. Part of a comic. Okay, okay. That would it was a stand-up sense. routine, and he was talking yeah, about having okay. a, And he, whoever it was, had a lot of energy because he was imitating a cop on a pogo stick trying to pull someone over. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, man, I can't remember who it was now. But it was a funny routine, and trying to picture a cop on a pogo stick trying to get somebody to... <laughs> uh, to shoot all Submit to the law. <laughs> <laughs> trying to yeah you imagine him trying to shoot someone yeah hold on i i guess part of it is is that they want to be able to turn because you know this is pakistan think third world country uh you know when we say alley in cincinnati we mean one of those places where trucks drive behind buildings in order to deliver food and stuff like yeah. that but in pakistan an alley might be barely big enough for you know, two people to walk side by side, yeah, maybe not a even bike that big. Or something. And yeah. so they want to be able to hit some of those places. And I guess part of the problem is that there are snatchings that go on, you know, human trafficking and stuff. And they're it's trying still... to get a police force that can get to places and reduce that. So even though it's kind of funny, 
at least it's coming from a good place, I, I guess, know. intentionally. It still <laughs> seems like you could get there much faster by running. <laughs> Maybe. Can, I don't know. You can, know, Can they really can get, go that much faster? You can, get going, you can get fast on rollerblades. And here's the thing. Once you're there, it's like, okay, you're running. Um, Maybe they have all, them yes, like a quick I, release. I think you can get there faster on rollerblades. Oh, that would be awesome. A quick release and then you're so you, on you your feet. So you get there and then you push a button and chase. they pop off and now you're that, on your Now you're on You know fly. what? If, that if would they be don't have cool. that, oh, we need to invent that and sell that to the Pakistanis, to their police yeah. force. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, I think you can get, I think you can go faster on rollerblades than, than by running. Oh, okay. Um, all right. But, but the other thing is, you know, first of all, let's say you do run somewhere and you get there quickly, you're out of breath. Even yeah. even if you're fit, you could be out of breath. But the second thing is, um, you, even if it's even if you could run as fast as you can rollerblade, um, you can't do it all the time. And so the idea is that with rollerblades, they can be constantly hitting more area at a time within a given time, and therefore increase the parole effectiveness. That would be my two answers to that concern. I still think scooters or bikes would be a lot easier, but... Bluebirds. Bluebird scooters. I mean, that's what they need. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, next one is actually from my son. I'll have to send you the email. Um, but he, he got an email. So he's been complaining about this. Um, I can't find it. Okay. He's been... My, my son has been complaining about this. He goes to IUPUI... And for a while, they have been, um, I guess, forcing people to um, get these COVID tests. They ha- they send out these emails. They say, you have to get tested. Yeah. If you don't, you might be suspended from classes, blah, blah, blah. So he goes, and they, and they say that it's random. But he went out and he got the test. A week later, he had to get a second test. One week. And a week after that, he had to get yet another test. One week. Um, so anyway, they, they, you know, had this program of, of enforced, you know, testing, whatever. Uh, here we go. And he, uh, got an email from them where they're kind of bragging about it. The student COVID-19 email update one year of COVID-19 by the numbers. Okay. So, so, so they're bragging about this stuff. One billion minutes spent in Zoom meetings instead of classrooms. 290,000 branded cloth masks distributed. Okay, here's here's the kicker. <laughs> 360,000 plus mitigation tests completed, collecting 193 gallons of saliva. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> the whole thing is so... It's so I just, stupid. And they actually and bragged about their incompetence. <laughs> from day one, our our initial reaction was, this is just kind of stupid. I, I don't yeah. think this is the way to react to this. Mm-hmm. And we've been so right about everything yeah, we've said. We, we've never had to retract a single thing we've said about, right. about how this has been handled. I never said, well, okay, maybe the masks were a good idea, or maybe this was, or maybe shutting down was a good idea. We always said the same thing. They're this stupid. is a cold, and yeah. it might be a little bit more dangerous than most colds, Some so people handle it the way you would a cold. 
protect vulnerable people and quarantine sick people the way you would have and, done any other disease any time in the history of the world. Yeah. <laughs> and, and make sure you're in a state of grace so that if you get it and die, you'll go to heaven. Mm-hmm. That's right. And don't lock down the churches. Open them up. Make make the graces yeah. more available to people, not less. Yeah. Don't stay home and not work. Work harder. Employ more people to build more preparation units, whatever that might be. But they didn't do that, did they? Yeah. Okay. My last one. Uh, I'm just going to... I'm going to read the story down to a certain okay. point. Uh, this, this actually was back in... Uh, late January this year, uh, and I'm not going to read the uh, the headline. I'm just going to read the story. Texas okay. issued a memorable Amber Alert on Friday for the missing son of the vicious Chucky doll of horror movie fame. The message, you know what an Amber Alert is, right? Yeah, child missing kind of a thing. The message described doll? Chucky, the star of the 1988 Chills classic Child's Play, as the 28 year old redhead suspect. And the disappearance of his six-pound, five-year-old son, Glenn. Glenn Ray was born in the film Seed of Chucky. Dad clocked in at 16 pounds and three feet tall in his description. Chucky, according to the Amber Alert, was last seen wearing a blue denim overalls with a multicolored striped shirt and wielding a huge kitchen knife. His race was listed as doll. The alert, typically sent out for actual missing children who may be in peril, was sent out via email three separate times to subscribers of the Texas Alert System, reported the local news station. The State Department of Public Safety later issued a statement saying the alerts were sent in error. (laughs) I would hope so. This alert is the result of a test malfunction, said the statement. We apologize for the confusion this may have caused and are diligently working to ensure this does not happen again. (laughs) It would have been funnier if they recorded the number of people calling saying, I think it's, I found it. Sightings? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have there been any Chucky doll sightings in Texas? <laughs> that reminds me of that. You know, last week, uh, which, you know, I, I still have not produced last week's show or podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't talk about it last week, but there were sightings in Cincinnati of monkeys. I, I was actually just pulling that up because I thought, Price you know Hill. what, I should talk about the monkeys. Because <laughs> I forgot about those, yeah. And I had, I had, see, I was at work that day and my boss came down and he said, did you hear about the monkeys in Price Hill? Now, if you're in Cincinnati and somebody says that, you would probably take it as a racist statement. A racist thing? I know. The monkey's in because Price Hill. Well, okay. I know who you're talking about. You're, it's you're like, just being a jackass. It's not all black, but it, there's a lot of black people in Price Hill, and it's like, yeah. geez. I mean, you, That's, I wouldn't you know, expect to hear that from my uh, boss at work. I know. Yeah. He said, no, I'm not being racist. There are monkeys in Price Hill running loose in the St. Joseph Cemetery. Which we've mm-hmm. talked about before because they have the deer that get impaled on their fence. Right. Um, I I never saw any good pictures of them, but a lot of people called nine one one to to report them. Yeah. So and I saw I'm a video, a, a story that shows. Okay, so this is um, the video that it's showing. I'm going to say it reminds you a lot of Bigfoot videos. 
Yeah. Is it the it's one like, at, at night, kind of? Yeah, they're at night, and it's kind of like the, the footage is... I mean, it's actually at night with like a flashlight or something like that. Yeah. It almost looks like... You know how you can get that footage where the, the hot stuff shows up white and the, the cold, right. cold stuff shows up black? It looks like that, but it's not really. It's more like black and white footage with a, a flashlight shining. And some yeah. things that look like maybe they could be muggy. I don't know. It It's like... It could be that now they're not. It's not like they're saying they're trying to say. It's not like that's what it looked like to them while they were standing there watching it. You know, they right. saw them and then and pulled then out a camera and tried them. to film it. And it's like, right. well, it's at night. You don't get. And by then they were far away in those trees. Um, I kind of believe it. I I think some guy was raising them and they got away and. Well, they I haven't been able they, to figure out who's responsible yet. Right. I think what whoever reading. whoever they got loose from was able to capture them without anyone. Because I think it's illegal to have... I think it's illegal to raise chimpanzees mm-hmm. like that. Without, you can't like, just a have a chimp. Or something. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, like... Because there used to be a lion here in Cincinnati, and that got loose. Oh, and really? And so it became against the law to have a lion. Was that the guy up Cincinnati. on North Bend? No, it was on... Uh, Wasn't there a guy up there who had some erotic animals? I mean, erotic. Um, exotic. For? Exotic animals? <laughs> erotic. Yeah, it was That'd be like in, penguins uh, or something. Uh, rabbits. <laughs> it was like down... It exotic was like animals, between... Like, on North Bend. like he had zebras and stuff, right? Uh, it was between... Well, I don't know about a zebra. It was between uh, Dent and Miami Town. On oh well, right that way. Harrison. I was thinking. I was thinking the other way, off of. Uh, I was thinking uh, uh, off of um, North Bend, out towards Coleraine. Well, there is a guy with a zebra. I had to fix his printer. Yeah, I, I didn't know he had a that. zebra. Yeah, because he had goats. And oh, okay. Which we already know a little bit about. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm going to into his house and passing these goats. And I hey, stopped and petted him a little bit. And then, mm-hmm. you know, he wants to get me on the printer and get me out of there. So I'm walking behind <laughs> him. I said, I said, are those Toggenbergs? And He's he like, turned around and looked at me like I had two heads. I I have. <laughs> yeah. And I said, yeah, I know what a Toggenberg is. <laughs> so then we got to talking and finally he let me see the zebra. He oh, wasn't even okay. going to okay. let me know that he had a zebra until I... Showed an interest in the goats and animals. Yeah, spe- uh, uh, fairly specific. Well, the one thing I can say is that the zoo, the Cincinnati Zoo, is not missing any monkeys. So they aren't. Yeah, zoo monkeys. They're not from the zoo. Yeah. There might be some kind of, you know, there there could be some kind of laboratory around there. That you know, that's we're another not good point to know about. Because isn't you know? is it isn't there a new wing of of um, uh, UC Hospital over there, or is it Mercy Hospital that, that's over around the? Uh, oh no, no, no never mind. So. We're talking about St. Joseph Cemetery. I'm I'm still back on North Bend. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So who? But yeah, there could be a lab has some monkeys. That actually, that's scary because I tell you what, Amazon labs are coming up all over the place. Amazon labs. Amazon is creating labs, laboratories, like and they're biological laboratories. They're creating a lot of them, huh? Biological laboratories. Yes. Wow. And from what I understand, they bought CVS or did something with CVS. Hmm. So they're they're planning to cash in on all this COVID stuff. 
Oh yeah, yeah. They want they want to be ready when people want to uh, when when governments start cracking down and ordering people to have yeah. their COVID passports prepping. and stuff like that. Amazon are full of preppers. Yep, yep. They're, they're they're preppers. They're money preppers though. Yeah. So, you know this monkey thing. This just reminds me of that time that I I I. It was shortly after I. It's like while I was in the process of moving into Westfield, um, north of Indianapolis, and you know, you're getting the kids into the schools and that kind of stuff, and and somehow I got onto the school website, and I see this story that is just like out of the blue to me, and it's a story saying that there have been no clown sightings on the school oh, campus. Oh yeah, I remember. It's like, yeah, why on earth? Would you just out of the blue say that we haven't seen any clowns on the school campus? It's like that's like saying we haven't seen any platypuses on the school campus. And then I, but I look, and then I learned about the whole clown, you know, um, local. There was the urban legend was. thing going on. There. It was yeah, so stupid. <laughs> People get so wound up into this stuff. I, so yeah. anyway, the monkeys reminded me of that. <laughs> it kind of did me too, and and a lot of people thought it was another one of those. But there are people who are claiming they saw f- like five or six chimpanzees running around in St. Joseph Cemetery. Mm-hmm. And if you went to St. Joseph Cemetery to see if you could see them, it was it was blocked off by police. You couldn't yeah, get close they, to it. They, right, and that was I mean, sure, okay, precautions because you don't want people interacting with. Chimpanzees and everybody's of climbing over the origins. gates. Well, even and then aside from that, impaling it, it, themselves. Well, there's yeah, there's the impaling themselves. <laughs> but if there are chimpanzees, the zoo says we're not missing any. Let's suppose they are from yeah. a lab. Who knows what diseases they're carrying or anything like that? You don't want people getting right. near that. Yeah. So, all right, okay. that's that's all of my uh, nonsense we news got. today. <laughs> okay. Well, that wraps it up and. Think about what we said and try to prep for heaven. Yep. And if you got to prep for life, don't don't take it too serious. <laughs> That's right. And as always, circle the beads. Pray every day. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.